0: Welcome back to Getting to the Bottom of It. I'm Sejal Govindaral.
1: And I'm Max Porter.
0: So tuition is set to rise 4.2% the next academic year, increasing from $62,110 to $64,700, and keeping the cost of attendance over $80,000 for most undergraduates, which the university announced on March 10th. Today, we're looking at how this increase might have an impact on diversity of enrollment. Officials have worked to make GW more affordable and accessible in recent years through more need-based financial aid. In October 2021, GW announced it would increase financial aid for those qualifying for Pell grants by $2 million annually, starting with the class of 2025. And in November, GW announced a $24 million need-based scholarship fund in which donors agreed to match a $12 million investment from GW. But how these initiatives affect diversity within the student body depends on whether they can compete with the rising costs of attendance.
1: And our reporter Aiden English spoke with GW's Dr. Dwayne Wright, who's an assistant professor of higher education administration and the director of diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives at the Graduate School of Education and Human Development. He's not a university admissions official, but Dr. Wright did provide an expert voice with his experience researching access, diversity, and equity policies for underserved populations in higher education. So, Aiden, thank you so much for joining us the pod today
2: thanks for having me
0: so aiden as the hatchet reported prior to the pandemic tuition rates have risen by about three percent each year obviously next academic year we're seeing a 4.2 percent increase so what impact will this have on students
2: yeah so dr wright largely explained the impact of tuition increases from an economic model In the university market, the rise in tuition GW is anticipating is actually in line with other institutions and follows the rising cost of inflation, as many families, you know, are still financially strained from the after effects of the pandemic. The National Student Clearinghouse Research Center reported last fall that colleges have seen a 4.2% decline in enrollment since 2020, and that decrease is especially prominent among undergraduates at four-year institutions. Wright refers to this overall cost of attendance as the quote sticker price, which includes stuff such as tuition, room and board, and other miscellaneous expenses that come with just going to college. So it's not surprising that we're seeing the sticker price going up, but this will place a heavier financial burden on students if the so-called discount rate of colleges, uh, also known as the amount of financial aid students are actually offered, does not mirror the rising sticker price.
0: And in terms of the university's announcement that tuition would be increasing, officials also said they would be providing additional need-based aid, such as by continuing their focus on Open Doors, which is the university's scholarship fundraising initiative to increase need-based financial aid for students. Aiden, did Dr. Wright tell you what expansion of financial aid might look like?
2: Dr. Wright said that when the university says they are increasing need-based aid, they might be doing so by redistributing need-based
3: and merit-based funds,
2: rather than actually acquiring new funds for financial
3: aid. So with GW in saying it's going to increase need-based aid, if it has one pot, just for simplification, $100 million, and it's been dividing it 50% with merit aid, and 50% with need-based aid, it will adjust that pot maybe to 60-40. Need-based versus merit. Or maybe, depending on the environment, even 70-30. So when it says it's increasing need-based aid, it, it might not necessarily be an increase in money. It just might be an increase in a distribution between mm. need-based and merit aid toward more need-based aid. Now, if the number of your students go up, even if the distribution is increased on percentages, the overall money will go up as far as how much aid that you need to actually give to. But that's only a drain on your bottom line if it is The student is getting more money or getting more tuition discount than the tuition is coming in.
1: And how did Dr. Wright say this expansion of need-based aid might impact prospective students of color?
2: Sure. He discussed how financial aid is not race-based or identity-based. However, there is a correlation between race and socioeconomic status. So expanding need-based financial aid might indirectly diversify the pool of admitted students. But once again, if that tuition hike is not offset with a comparable discount rate, which is also known as the financial aid package that students receive, that might limit the impact of need-based financial aid in making college more affordable.
3: Most financial aid is not race-based or identity-based. Most financial aid is socioeconomic-based. So that's where you get your basic need-based aid. It just so happens in this country, Aiden, that a lot of low socioeconomic status is correlated um, to things like race and other identity-based, affinity-based factors that have made it difficult for certain groups to be able, and certain families, quite frankly, to be able to afford something like GW, Right. right? So the more financial aid you give, it should, in theory, increase the diversity of your class. Uh, but it's not necessarily just to get African-American students or Hispanic students, is to get more very qualified students that could pay for GW. And the history of this country has established that most of our merit qualifications are really a proxy for wealth such as someone that can get a $5,000 SAT tutor. Um, and most of our proxies for socioeconomic need are sometimes a proxy for race. That if you say, you know, of the people coming into GW who will need uh, most of the need-based aid, it would not be a majority, but probably be a strong polarity of minoritized students.
2: Wright also mentioned, in addition to the university expanding this need-based aid or increasing the discount rate to offset that GW's sticker price, there are two major factors that could impact diversity of enrollment. The first is the Supreme Court's pending affirmative action cases, which will determine whether universities have the ability to use race as a factor when evaluating applicants through their admissions process. The second is student loan forgiveness, which would immediately increase the wealth of Black Americans by up to 40% and help to narrow that racial wealth gap in the long run. And that's all according to the Education Data Initiative.
3: We know for a fact, based on research, that a socioeconomic status is used alone to determine things like need-based aid, diversity will go down. And I would highly expect, even with the tuition uh, discount increase, that if the Supreme Court does ban affirmative action, um, minoritized numbers at all schools, not just GW will go down. That will not affect the incoming class of fall 2023 for whom the tuition rate um, will uh, be most pertinent right now, but we may need to take uh, a sort of comparative analysis of our uh, minoritized student um, sort of population entering fall 2023 versus fall 2024. What do I mean by that? If you see less minoritized students entering in fall 2024, don't automatically assume it was just because we didn't increase the t- tuition discount rate. It could be because the court ended affirmative action. That's the right. other thing are student loan payments. We know that millennials, uh, old, uh, younger Gen Xs, are the parents right now, frankly, that are saving or sending their students to college. Many took on debt throughout the pandemic and even before in the financial crisis to go to school and to do other things. So as the uh, sort of inflation rate increases and the Fed increases interest rates to try to bite that out, you're going to have less and less people, particularly those in minoritized uh, families, able to send uh, students to GW, and quite frankly, the sticker price may scare some students away from even trying to get to GW. What research has also shown is that minoritized institutions, um, students, even the most qualified students will look at a sticker price and say things like, "Aiden, I don't want to put that on my mother and father right? Even if I could get a scholarship, if I don't get a scholarship, they've worked so hard to get me here. There's no way I'm going to ask them to even pay, you know, the 60,000, not knowing about the discount rate we've talked about. So that may do it. So will there be a decrease in minoritized population at GW? Uh, we don't know because we don't know what the increase in tuition discount rate will be. But even if we did know, there'll be so many other factors that might go into that.
1: So while affirmative action and Biden's student loan forgiveness plan are facing legal disputes, did Dr. Wright mention any other ways the cost of college could be lowered?
2: Yeah, so he mentioned two main things. Dr. Wright discussed how technology has been an example of cost disease, which is when the cost of an added technology service actually fails to increase productivity as much as it was expected to for that organization or business. While Rights tech technology figures into raising the cost of attendance, he added that schools could implement larger online classes, as opposed to smaller in-person classes, to lower costs for students. Still, he said students learn better in those smaller in-person class environments, even though they may be more costly. So cutting that cost depends on what the university prioritizes. Secondly, Dr. Wright said the federal government and colleges should lower interest rates for loans to lower the cost of college so the financial aid system isn't, in his own words, designed to make money off of students.
0: And what did Dr. Wright mention about any unnecessary spending GW might be partaking in that they can cut back on?
2: Examining this as an economic model, he said GW is competing with other universities and that it needs to spend enough money on programs and property to maintain its status as this quote-unquote luxury brand. And with that is the fact that GW relies on a tuition-driven revenue model. Actually, 47% of the university's total revenue came from net student tuition and fees in the 2022 fiscal year, and that's according to a GW financial report. What's also interesting about that report is it shows that the next largest source of revenue that year included the GW hospital patient care at about 19% and grants and contracts at 14%.
3: GW is in perception and in the projection of our marketing and advertising, a luxury brand, right? And when you're a luxury brand, you need to spend on being a luxury brand. When I open a Toyota, I might not expect a leather interior. When I open a Lexus, I do, right? So many of the things I think some people might point at and say, this is excessive spending, um, really just are a function of us being a luxury brand. Mm-hmm. Now, we might not need to be a luxury brand. Right. But right now we are a luxury brand and we compete in a city, quite frankly, with a lot of brands that, no offense to them, aren't necessary as luxury. I don't think it's excessive spending. I think it's spending to keep GW where we think it needs to be. And unfortunately, our business model both um, benefits and sometimes will hurt from you know, the fact that we're trying to sell a luxury brand in competition with other uh, universities in the city that might not have that burden.
2: But tying that
3: to diversity in enrollment, here's what Dr. Wright told me. Anytime you raise tuition um, for a population that's already financially tested, which is the vast majority of minoritized families in this country, you're gonna have less students that can actually come uh to your brand or your service or in this case gw you know we have to understand that if we're competing for students in an open market and we all want to be you know a diverse learning environment or want diverse learning environments it's going to be very hard for gw to continue to compete for those students because other schools want those students as well because other schools want to be there in a diverse environment so i do think any increase in tuition has a potential to lower the percentage of minoritized students here. But then there are other student things, quite frankly, that we need to take into factor, such as what's the environment right now for minoritized students, right? We just had the diversity program review come out with um, some challenging um, results and some strengths that we can build upon, right? Uh, What's the end result? I tell you what, you can increase GW's tuition by 10% if you have a corresponding sort of outcome that, we can guarantee you to get a job. 50% of our graduates graduate, you know, and within three years they're making 150000 right? That's the other type of information that we would need to say, you know, could we pull more minoritized students in? But if we're just looking at the input variables, yes, an increase in tuition will probably lower uh, for various reasons sticker price scare, uh, they have other options, they just don't want to do it, they can't afford it, um, you know, lower minoritized student numbers here at GW do be on the lookout at the end of June or early July for the Supreme Court cases on affirmative action and student loans and then i hope that your listeners who are mostly students are willing to mobilize right because you understand um when we as researchers release this information you know we're just you know smart people you know trying to hack away at it but you all are the paying customer right um and anyone who is you know paying this rate at gw is sending a signal to gw that this uh degree is worth it right (laughs) and if this degree is worth it and there's value there um then you know it it only makes sense in this economy that the tuition rate is going to increase uh so what part of gw are most most worthwhile to your listeners right is it the in-classroom experience and then you know we justify the salaries you pay is it the you know co-curricular experience Um, but those are the ways, and you're going to vote with your feet, right? We, as GW, the Office of Student Life and Student Activities, has a lot of activities that we pay for that many students don't attend, right? So I think that, you know, understand that we're here trying to get the best amount of value collected in one space for you, and the best way to sort of mitigate the cost of GW after you've decided to attend is to make the most out of it that you can.
0: As Dr. Wright said, the rise in tuition appears capable of decreasing diversity at GW. But aside from financial aid investments, cost-cutting measures like integrating technology into education and reforming the federal and private student loan system could bring down GW's rising sticker price. But as he also said, GW decides where that spending makes the most sense to maintain itself in the echelon of luxury brand institution. All the while, tuition is rising and the pending legal disputes regarding affirmative action and the student loan forgiveness plan will be telling signs of how diversity on college campuses might change in the near future. All things we'll be watching closely. Aiden, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing all of Dr. Wright's insights.
2: Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me.
1: And thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.